From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What's up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, it's the Renegade Express. All-time favorite quarterbacks, not including the great ones. Position changes, all the questions from you folks over on the Tribal Council of WarChant.com. Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com is the website. Daily lunch specials from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday for only $8.99 on Thursdays cheese steak sandwich chicken or steak also comes with side dish straight fries curly fries onion rings potato salad broccoli side salad tater tots or freshly cooked potato chips again only $8.99 from 11 a.m to 3 p.m throughout the day here on thursday go check it out corner pocket bar and grill tallahassee florida you cannot go wrong also trivia night right Corey? thursdays we do trivia so what we do bingo man bingo sorry you're right sorry Come on. sorry you're right rookie miss rookie mistake love you bill Love you guys. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Warchant.com, Ultimate Semble Sports Source. Thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to Warchant.com. You can get involved in the Renegade Express. Ask the questions. Steer the conversation, if you will. Corey Clark, how are you, man? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Just right, ready right. to go talk to some more newcomers. Hmm. More newcomers. Fisk. I think Fisk. I, I, don't know how he's, I haven't even. I've never listened to any content from him i haven't listened to one iota of his voice i don't even know what he sounds like uh, i think i know what he looks like though so excited to hear from him and some of the other young guys here on thursday Are you ready to start transcribing again Corey? i mean i guess i mean i do i do it for the people right yeah that's what i do it for i i it's not i don't think it's the best use of my talents right. but it is a talent and i get to show it off so that's fun We'll get Braden Fisk, Keandre Jones. He transferred in from Auburn, offensive lineman. Quindarius Jones and Jaden Jones. That starts at about 10.30 in the morning, so probably 11 o'clock you'll start seeing some of these interviews trickle up onto our YouTube page. Um, let's get, I guess, right to the Renegade Express. Is there anything to touch on? I know you've been working on some content for the site, Corey. Are you good, or do you want to just start diving into the mailbag? No, man, we can dive in. I mean, the content is always good at warchant.com. I mean, you guys know that, and if you don't, you're dumb, and you need to go sign up and see for yourself. Some folks throw in their two cents in, Corey, on the Josh Sweat comparison who kind of had a pedestrian career and then turned it up into a pro. A couple folks on YouTube going in real recent memory. Somebody uh, said Asante Samuel Jr., Sean Gotti. I don't know if that counts. He was a second-round pick, and we all thought he did pretty well here. just wasn't on a really yeah. good team, uh, per se. Vic Morris, 7001, says, how about Brad Johnson? Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a backup for all but four games of his career, essentially. Um, he lost the job as a junior to Casey after surprisingly winning it in August of 1990 and then was a backup the last year and a half he played college football and then ended up being a Super Bowl champion and making, I don't know, $100 million in the league, like an all-pro. That's a really good one. That That's probably even better than Josh Sweat. <laughs> Somebody also said Ryan Burns. Uh, he was a first-round pick. You know, there's huge expectations. Joshua was a fourth-round pick. I also like this one from Al Suarez. How about Marion Butts, Corey? That's a real mm. good one, too, I think. 
Old school. Yeah, Marion Butts was uh he he was like a backup fullback at Florida State for most of his career and then ended up being uh I think he rushed for over a thousand yards at least twice with the yep. Chargers, mm -hmm. like was an all pro with the Chargers. So yeah, that's a really good one too. I think the difference between him and Sweat though is that I don't know that Marion Butts came in with a uh, a heaping helping of expectations. Like there there weren't people like, Oh, we got Marion Butts, we gotta get him the ball, and then he did not much and then became a star three years later. And again, Josh Sweat wasn't he didn't he doesn't fall into the not much camp. It's just he came in as a five star. I know he came off a, a really bad injury in high school, but people thought he was going to be the next thing at Florida State, the next great defensive lineman. And it did not turn out that way uh, until he got to the league. And now he is great. Marion Butts had 1,225 yards his second season. Uh, didn't get to 1,000 ever again, but he got 800 a few times after that. Okay. All right. There so, you go, Marion Butts. Job, That's Marion. a great name too, Fantastic. right? Fantastic. Absolutely. Top shelf. All right, let's get to it. Noel Boyo, too. Hey, Aslan and Corey, wake up. Who are your top five FSU quarterbacks of all time? excluding the Heisman winners. Thanks for answering my question. Support the players, sponsors, collectives, and FSU. This is like, I don't know, Stephanie telling you, hey, Corey, let's go on vacation, but don't pick Europe, nor in Asia, nor in the Americas. It's like you're just going to take – you're taking everything off the table. Like, where else are we going to go uh, here? A, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Uh, Jordan Travis – there's a not in any order. Uh, okay. Jordan Travis, Christian Ponder, uh, Peter Tom Willis – uh, Danny Cannell and Casey Weldon. Maybe EJ. Did I say EJ? You did not say EJ. Him or P.T. Willis? I don't know, man. P.T. Willis was so good that yeah, one year he got was. to play. Um, but EJ was a uh, essentially a two-and-a-half-year starter and won a lot of games, too. I guess if we go for the career, I would go EJ, Cannell, Ponder, Jordan Travis, Casey Weldon. Swap out Danny, give me Chris Ricks. All right. It's loyalty. Look it up. I know. Look hey, it up, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I know. I hear you. B50. Hey, guys, hope all is well. Yeah. Pretty good. It is well. Yeah, great. Yeah, there you go. In the past, we've seen a player or two swap positions on each side of the ball. Can you think of anyone swapping this year? Maybe not offensive or defensive line, but maybe one of the wide receivers deep on the chart goes to safety if we don't bring in one after spring and just hoping that Travis J or Zaria takes that next step quality depth is a concern for me also if you have not I strongly urge you all to read Dr. Myron Roll's book the two percent way Mickey Andrews taught him well enjoy your day I don't know that Myron was a Mickey creation um Myron was I mean Myron was always wired differently right like yeah. he was he was uh, an incredible student before he got to Florida State. Uh, I'm sure he learned plenty of life lessons playing for Mickey, but uh, I, I think we're, I want to blame his uh, his upbringing uh, for for the way he turned out. Other than uh, more than Mickey, and I love Mickey more than anyone. Um, but yeah, he was he what a great ambassador for Florida State, huh? Yeah. Uh, Road scholar. Uh, what is he a neuro neurosurgeon? Yeah, yeah, like That's a little brain surgeon. Works on people's brains. That's, That's brain incredible. Works. That's incredible. Um, and what was the first part? Oh, the switching positions? Yeah. I don't know. Has has Norvell, what's what's Norvell's track record been on that here? We haven't had a lot. Have we had that, really? I mean, other I than mean, like DJ Lundy moonlighting on offense a couple snaps. Or safety going to corner or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Gann, I guess, going to linebacker. Oh, there it is. There it is. Um, there it is. But, yeah, I, 
I mean, I, I was trying to think of a number one, a wide receiver would have had to have um, experience playing safety in high school and been good at it. I don't know if any of these guys have. Um, and also, I just, I don't know how much that happens in this day and age moving forward. Like in Ermon Lane, right. I think if Ermon Lane was a 2023 college football player and they asked him to move to safety, he's in the portal. Um, that's just how life is going to work now. I, I, I think a guy that's been on campus for a couple of years that's that's practiced receiver is going to stay at receiver, whether it's at Florida State or somewhere else. I don't think there's going to be a lot of drastic position changes. Um, I am interested in where Josh Burrell is um, in the spring, right? He's still on the team, right? Yes, yes. I'm not, that's not trying to be dismissive, Josh. It's just hard to keep up with all the comings and goings uh, as an old man like I am now. But yeah, because he, you know, before he got uh, injured, he was, you know, he was kind of not moonlighting. I think he was a running back. And we talked to Norvell about it. Like he had kind of switched between running back and wide receiver. And the wide receiver room is pretty crowded. Uh, Burrell is an afterthought there. I'm not saying he's not a good player or can't be, but when you bring up Florida State receivers heading into 2023, nobody mentions him. But then the running back room is pretty crowded too. So maybe he maybe he's a guy that might go try to play safety. Yeah, we probably don't talk about it enough. I mean, we've mentioned it, obviously, because we have to mention everything. I mean, we talk about this team. It's the only thing we talk about all the time. We love it, though. But after, you know, Shaheem and Akeem, kind of shrug your shoulders a little bit when you start talking about safety, right? Yeah, there's nothing there that you there, – there's nothing um, – there's no proven commodities at all there. And it's not like Akeem Dent and Shaheem Brown are, uh, have – I mean, I think Shaheem's going to be a good player, but it's not proven yet. Um, Akeem Dent, I, you know, wasn't great this past year. Uh, so I, after being pretty good at the end of 2021, so I, I don't I, – I would be very surprised if – the next time the portal window opens, that there isn't a safety that falls from the heavens yeah. and lands in Tallahassee. I wonder if I wonder if they got any plans for Jarian. I wonder if he could play safety at all. Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah, or Renardo, but Renardo was so good at corner. Yeah, I don't think you'd want no. to move him back. Yeah, I think you got him in Cyprus. You like those two guys, and then you got Greedy and Kevin Knowles. Uh, well, Azarie, yeah, maybe Azarie. Yeah, if, you know, if, if he's not beating out Cyprus, most probably. And not being, I mean, Renardo started over him this year. So, you know, maybe he sees a chance to play more in safety. And he is rangy and fast. I feel like that would, uh, that would translate pretty well at that position. So maybe that's a position switch to watch. Yeah. Otherwise, looking at wide receiver, there's no, there's no one that stands out to me as being like, oh, yeah, why don't you give him a, a shot on that other side of the ball? Uh, but we'll continue to monitor it, though. Good question. Good question nonetheless. Next up, we got XDQ004. Little off-season, off-topic. Shout out to our guy Derek. Wake up! What's your favorite, or rather, what's your choice for best sports movie of all time for the following sport? Football. He goes with any given Sunday. Best football movie. Varsity Blues guy. Man, none of them are great, though, right? I'm no. trying to think of one that's like Friday Night Lights was pretty close uh, to the book, but yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't incredible. Um, the book is incredible, but I'm trying to think. Let me go. Let me go back to that one. The program? I, no. Brian's no. song? I mean, I saw that once when I was a kid. I don't really remember it, other than it's sad and Brian Piccolo dies. Spoiler alert: uh, sure. and Gail Sayers does not die. 
Um, yeah, everyone's yelling, you know, whatever. Longest yard, North Dallas 40. But I, I, yeah, you got Burt Reynolds. Burt, I mean, that's a good, that is a, it's a, it's a cool premise and it's a good movie and it's Burt. So that helps. Um, but I, yeah, like a college football or a pro football movie, they're just, I don't know. They, they aren't great ones. Uh, draft day, Kevin Costner vehicle. That was, that was really good. Chadwick Boseman was in that. He was the, he was the, and one of them, I think one of the guys they draft is the running back from Florida state. Okay. Yeah. I'll stick with Varsity Blues. Basketball, Derek goes with Hoosiers. Yeah, that's mine too. Uh, I'll go with White Man Can't Jump. Okay, all right. Still haven't seen Hoosiers. Wolf? Still haven't seen Oh, him. that's weird. You should see Hoosiers. Baseball, he goes with The Natural. No, I definitely don't agree with that. Uh, I'm not shunning anybody's opinion uh, because my my choice, you might think, was, is goofy. I think mine is either uh, Bull Durham or, or Field of Dreams. Major League is really funny oh, too. Yeah. Really funny. There's a lot more. There's a lot better choices in baseball and boxing than any of the other sports. Uh, I didn't like the natural just because it was so comic booky. And I know I'm saying that just to mention Field of Dreams and and all the 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 craziness that ensues in that movie. But it's just like you know he was shot as a you know when he was a kid and. He was going to be great, and then he comes back and out of nowhere, and he's hitting these home runs where the, he literally hits the cover off the ball. And uh, again, spoiler alert: when he hits the game-winning home run, the, the the lights explode. Just all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, so I, I wasn't I, even when I saw that as a kid, I'm like, this is kind of out there, man. This is a little too much. Um, so I, I, I've always been more of a major league, yeah. uh, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams guy. Trouble with the curve. Did you ever see that? No, I haven't. It's awful. Awful. Okay. Thank Ridiculous. You. The whole premise of it. The 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 number one pick, the Clint Eastwood's out there to uh he's a he's a scout for the Braves, I think. And it's the they're this the guy that's gonna be the number one pick in the draft. And he's got a great swing, the the actor playing this kid. But he's probably, I would guess, fifty pounds overweight, and he plays I, I assume first base. You tell me, Aslan, the last time a fat six three guy got drafted number one. I mean it's it, it the the casting was so bizarre like there are a million actors that are six three two ten that can look like a real number one pick this guy was probably i don't know six three two eighty chubby a jerk which again that's not something you want scouts to see when you're when you're screen when you're making fun of your teammates and and making fun of the pitcher like that all that makeup stuff that they care about whoever produced that movie or was like you know they they always have the uh the guys on set that help you with the 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 sport itself. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, I, I don't know what they're called. Like the the something coordinators, not stunt coordinators, but something. They were terrible. I don't know who they got, but it was awful. And the reason Clint Eastwood what doesn't want to draft him is because he can hear off the sound because he doesn't see real well because he's almost blind. He can hear with the way he hits that he doesn't hit the curveball real well. It's like yeah, because most seventeen year olds are just pounding curveballs really good ones i mean the whole the whole premise was done but justin timberlake's in it and we all love jt okay um probably major league i would i'm a big little big league guy everyone talks rookie mm. of the year rookie of the year horrible little right. big league is like the quintessential 90s baseball disney movie angels in the outfield no sandlot might be there too but probably Ooh, sandlot's league. a good one Sandlot's a good, I don't know if it's so much a baseball movie. I know baseball is the center of it, but it's just more of a coming of age movie. Um, it's like saying Stand By Me is like a hiking movie because they're on a walk. I mean, you know, it's, there's more to it than just the baseball. But uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Sandlot a lot. Uh, 
he goes Rocky Three boxing, Bennett like Beckham for soccer, <laughs> Mighty Ducks hockey. I can't oh, disagree. Can't disagree. Yeah, I mean, I'd go with a different Rocky, but it's fine. We we've spent too much. Great question, but we spent too much on it. And there's too many sports. Oh. Best wrestling movie though, Vision Quest. <laughs> Absolutely. Old dads and Noel, wake up. How about that Tucker Center crowd? As long as a gold star for having Sean Miller as a new hire, he is a proven amazing coach who would move the program in a new direction. I, for one, am not a more of the same or bringing back fan when it comes to hiring. The way coaches blank look or demeanor this season translates to it wouldn't shock me if this was his final season. He just looks different than just a year ago. Cheers to the best duo, old dad. Talking about hoops there, right? Yes. I mean, Ham's yeah. always got a Ham's got you know his, his twenty five different emotions, but the same stoic face all the time. There's a meme about it and everything, old dad. Yeah, I but I I don't disagree that, and I've felt that too. They're just it it hasn't felt the same, but that also might be because they're seven and fourteen, and they you know they just lost by a hundred at home. Um, they're they're not they're it's got to be hard for him in the twilight of his career to be dealing with this. He's not here for a rebuild, man. You aren't, I'm not, none of us want to see a rebuild. You certainly don't want to do it when you've been in a program for 20 years and you're 74 years old. So this is a, this is a really tough season that I do think um, that, you know, I, I would be surprised, but not stunned if he either announces that this is his last year when it's over or that next year will be his last year. But well, not, and not, I mean, I'm not breaking any news there, right? He's in his mid-70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there aren't many coaches that go older than this. And uh, with the way the program is, has, uh, has performed the last year and a half, you know, there, I, I certainly don't disagree that uh, some new blood, so, so to speak, uh, is, is coming sooner rather than later, probably. Vitamin energy, a powerful boost of energy that nourishes your body with vitamins and supports healthy weight loss and much more. Again, you can take it as a shot. It's less than two ounces, or you can pour it into your water bottle, sip it on throughout the day. It is vegan, kosher certified, gluten-free, non-GMO, zero sugar. Gives you the energy boost you need without the crash. Again, I can testify to the accuracy of that statement. And that's probably my favorite part of this so far is that sort of surge you feel of the energy boost, Corey, and then there isn't a crash. Like, I feel great going into the gym. I take it about 30 minutes before I go work out. Yeah, I feel great in the gym. I feel great leaving the gym. And then the rest of my day just kind of goes on. And at no point am I like, oh, I don't feel as good. Or like, oh, I feel tired now. Or I lost that sensation. It's all there, man. You get that burst. You get seven hours of it and no crash. Use the promo code WARCHANTBOGO. So it's WARCHANT, B-O-G-O, when you make your order over on vitaminenergy.com. And you'll receive an item equal or lesser value to what you've purchased for absolutely free. So when you buy these packages, all right, you get these two-ounce bottles. There's a box of it, and there's 12 of them in there. You'll get 24 for the price of 12. And when you break it out, it becomes a dollar and three cents, I think, per shot. It lasts you a whole day, a dollar and three cents, when you use the promo code WARCHAMPBOGO. Corey, we won't keep tracking your your energy levels throughout the day, but we just know that you're, you're still making it to the gym and part of it's because you're sipping on vitamin energy. You're, shoot, you're shooting it, rather. You're I'm shooting. shooting it. Well, it's not one shot, though. I do. I, it's, a, it's a little shot. Uh, I don't know what you call it, container. I probably should do it in one, but I've never done these before. I do really feel a difference in my energy levels uh, throughout the day, legitimately.
vitaminenergy.com. Again, use that promo code WARCHAMPBOGO, B-O-G-O. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kurt OFD 78, wake up, gentlemen. Quick follow-up to my question last week regarding off-season strength and conditioning. As Corey noted, I did not clearly define what I meant when I used the word progress. I would like to know about the offensive and defensive line players getting bigger and stronger so that we don't see opposing offensive and defensive linemen players from schools like Oklahoma, Florida, or Clemson push us around as we have seen in the past. Also, perhaps a little focus on the portal guys to learn how Coach Storms' program compares to that of their previous schools. Thank you for making my drive to and from work much better. Hey, you're welcome. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, is Alabama wondering what's going on with their strength and conditioning program after getting, you know, pushed around by Tennessee? You know, um, there's, there's certain schools that are just going to win reps on you. You know, I, I don't... I don't feel we were overwhelmed by those schools. I just think those schools actually have some talented players, and you're gonna you're gonna lose some reps to some of these guys. Not as much when you play Georgia Tech and Syracuse and Louisiana Lafayette, uh, but when you play Clemson, Florida, and Oklahoma, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have some spurts. I'm not like yeah, concerned about, just, but we can find out about. It. We usually yeah. do get we get this preseason, this pre-spring media party that Norvell has where they, they treat us to lunch and we get to talk to him and oh, that's right, all yeah. the coaches come up and we speak to them. We And Josh Storms, the strength and conditioning uh, coordinator, trainer, uh, director of strength and conditioning, we get him as well so we can we can try to find that out for you, Kurt. I also wonder what, in this day and age, in 2023, what metrics do they even use to um, highlight strength or to prove strength gains? Because I know, it, I mean, maybe it's still bench press. I know that's something they still do, but don't you think there's other, they probably have them taped up to monitors and see the power exertion that, they, that they're that they creating. Like the like Drago, right. going back to Rocky, well, Rocky Four. Like when he hits the bag, it's, you know, 1,400 pounds of pressure or whatever. Like I wonder what, it can't just simply be bench press anymore. There's got to be other metrics too. So I do wonder what they use. Like, okay, let's say, uh, Malcolm Ray benched 405 last year, and then this year when he starts the season, he benches 445. What does that translate to on a football field? Do they do things like that? I I've talked to enough of these guys, um, not with not these this current group of guys, but back when uh, Valoria was doing it, when uh, Jost before him, oh. they didn't max out a lot, no. right? That's right. not something they do. Like let's see if you let's see what your max is today. Today you're trying to get 500 or 510. They just you know. They would rep out 350 on the bench as many times as possible. So, and then, you know, I, I don't know if that's how they measure strength. Like, well, last year you could only do three only. You could only do 350 three times. Now you're doing it 10 times. Uh, I, I, I mean, we, we de- it's, something, it's definitely something to track in the offseason. It, it, it's certainly right to care about it because they were, a lot of times they were on skates, man. When Lovett wasn't in there, Cooper not being well, they they were pushed around a good bit. Um, you don't want to see that anymore, but I, I wonder how much these gains over the next nine months will be able to tell us 
until we see it in action on a football field. Yeah. I think the gains of adding Braden Fisk, adding Daryl Jackson yeah. is the most important thing. But yeah, I mean, they're always going to use raw numbers when it comes to being in the weight room. You know, when I did that story on uh, their preseason workouts uh, going into the, the preseason of camp, you know, the, the, I, they might have catapults on. They might have the, the man bra stuff that helps track their pulse and their heart rate and the, the level of exertion they're doing. But there's there's nothing else like all that much more elaborate. And to your point, um, you know, obviously, if you go from 405 to 450, you've made progress. But there, I don't think there's ever going I don't even think any sport they can make that straight line correlation where it's like, all right, you're now. 15% strong on your upper body and your push motions, that's going to translate to this playing the sport of football. It's just, man, we're going to get you stronger. We're going to, we're, we're going to, they do a good job, I think, of identifying what they want to get out of these kids, whether it's improved yeah. mobility, uh, improved explosive uh, movements. I mean, they, they do a lot of Olympic stuff, obviously. Cleans is, is almost more so than uh, benches, but they do, they do the squat parties too. So they, they do go heavy, but we'll, we'll try to find that out, Kurt. You know, that's a, that's a specific question. We can ask specific questions, try to get a specific answer. Amen. Let's go up north to up north Knowles guy. Hey, fellas, greeting from the frosty but hospitable Minneapolis, Minnesota winter wonderland. I may be the only member of Knoll Nation rooting for FSU to join the Big Ten, but it would be nice to have FSU visit my city in basketball and football in some sort of regularity and not have it require a plane ticket for me to attend. Mm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, we hear you. What city did he say? Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Well, look, man, I, I get it. It would be, you know, the money would be great, but it's not great for all, most Florida State alums. I'm going to wager, what, 85% of them live in the South. So probably, how many think, How many Florida State grads do you think li live in uh, Minnesota? 5,000? Oh. I wouldn't even think that okay, much. Yeah, I would it's... think the migration yeah, up no, there right. is yeah, rare. Yeah, 1,000 yeah. um, yeah, so. sounds good. I like that. I, I agree. 1,000, yeah. Thousand. yeah. But hey, they'll be loud, loud and proud. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If it was a late September or early October game, it's usually very nice. I think you'd actually like it, guys. Mm. Uh, old tradition of famous ones from the hometown include Noel Hero, Chris Winkie, and the one and only artist we'll forever know as Prince. So, That's question. right, and uh, Joe Maurer, I think, is. Yeah. Uh, from, I think he went to the same school as Winkie. Yeah. Uh, what about our guy? Now he's from North Dakota. Farron Krug, wasn't he from North Dakota? Yeah, he was one of, one of the Dakotas, yeah. yeah. Question is inspired by the folks of this board and looking through the roster for guys that may be forgotten parts of the program with any potential to impact in 2023. A few days ago, the name Stephen Dix came up, and I just wondered his status, injury-wise, and if there's anywhere for him to help on the field this year. He was a physical specimen, but may not have the tools as a football player. Going to go order some DeLuna coffee and hope to hit some corner pocket and meet you guys. Love the show, Go Knowles, and FSU all the damn time. Mm, amen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say, look, Travis J is somebody that I – I mean, he's going to get reps. They, It's not like they're flooded with safeties in the spring. So let's see what that looks like. Steven Dix, he is a specimen. I will say that. It is ridiculous. It looks like he was cut out of granite. Um, I don't know. Again, it's it's too early to just necessarily give up on someone and say they can't do it. But I just don't know if he has the uh, mobility, flexibility, speed, quickness, whatever you need to play that position. And I don't know where that body type fits anywhere else on the field. I wonder if he could, I don't know, I wonder if he has the explosive, could he play off the, it's always like, the, well, can you play off the edge? 
And it's like, well, man, you have to be really explosive. You have to be really strong to try to get past the 320-pound offensive yeah. tackle. But, you know, he was hurt last year. I mean, it was a legitimate was. injury. Yeah. And he really hasn't been able to – we haven't been able to see if Randy Shannon can maybe breathe new life in him, right? Because the last time we saw Stephen Dix fully healthy, Chris Marv was still around here and was the position coach. So maybe full health. And listen, he, we saw him rehabbing throughout camp – uh, and throughout the season, I mean, he still was totally engaged and still has all of his muscle mass going. So, well, that's for sure. You know, maybe you know a full health, a full season of health, and and Randy Shannon can maybe uh, breathe new life into him because I mean, it's it's almost nearly as much of a long shot to think that Travis Jay is going to flip a switch, uh, but we're all holding holding out hope on that. So, yeah, Stephen Dix is maybe you know hopefully we get something out. But again, listen. He, Maybe just be a linebacker still. Just get on the field, be healthy, and give us 10, 15 reps of quality uh, depth, and that, that's enough sometimes. Everyone's got a role to fill. Not everyone's going to be on there for 65 reps, so do the best you can. But thanks for the question. Shout out Minneapolis. Amen. Stay in the Midwest, or no longer the Midwest. He's now in Tallahassee. It's Eric from Cincinnati, now in Tallahassee. Noel 43, wake up, gentlemen. As the newcomers arrive, which one of the newcomers stood out the best so far? Uh, he's also going with Bengals, Eagles in the Super Bowl. He still roots for the Bengals because of the Cincinnati ties. Support War Chant on YouTube and War Chant on three. Eric from Tallahassee. Hashtag who day. Mm, yeah, I, I'll be rooting for the Bengals, I think. I don't know why. I have nothing against the Chiefs. Um, Joe Burrow's the coolest guy walking the planet, maybe. That's why. Yeah, and I hate Mahomes' brother. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't hold that against Pat Mahomes, but I do. But And the Chiefs are there good all the time. But then the Bengals were just in the Super Bowl. I guess the way I think of it is like the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. It would be really cool for that city and that franchise to do it. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs only won one, right? right. Two. Well, they, they won, won the two, AFL. but they yeah they no they won a Super the Super Bowl four maybe. Um, but they uh, I can't remember who they beat the Vikings. I imagine everybody oh, yeah. beat the Vikings everybody back then. Them, yeah. uh, Hank Stram. Hank Stram was the coach. And, uh, Get Patrick laying the, fall, the ball down the field, boys. Yeah, that's right. Then and then they won it a couple years ago. So they they've they've tasted success. The Royals won it a few times. Uh, I I really want the uh, I really want uh, crushed it. They won Super Bowl four twenty three to seven over Minnesota. Corey Clark. Boom, Fran Tarkenton, all the all time choker. <laughs> just kidding, Fran. Just kidding, buddy. The, the Chiefs were just better. Lynn Dawson. Smoking a cig in the locker room afterwards. The glory days. So, yeah. Um, who stood out to you at the podium so far? Case, you're a uh, Casey guy? Yeah, well, but yeah, yes. And the guys we talked about yesterday. Um, uh, Vandravius Jacobs, really sharp. And then uh, KJ Kirkland, too. And Jaheim Bell, just because of the way he carries himself. Um, you know, he is an alpha. He is a guy that thinks he's awesome. And those are always good to have on your team. And he, and he is very, very good. That helps, too. I should have. I, I actually read this one, and maybe I can skip it, or I'll just go, just go with it, right, Corey? Okay, yeah. Island Chief, wake up. Let's touch on the most god-awful subject in college athletics. NIL. Mm. Learfield joined forces with Rising Spear to move that collective forward, which, of course, now brings IMG into the picture more as a managing partner, it seems, than as a revenue source. But AM, John Ruiz, Gator Collective, Barstool Sports all have shown the advantages and peril of NIL. What is the legislation in Florida this session regarding NIL and how could it be improved? What is FSU's position? As always, support the sponsors. 
give the points at my bookie and fly with the Eagles. Hmm. There you go. Uh, give the points. All right. Okay. Um, I, uh, I haven't so. looked at the agenda. I don't know exactly what is percolating in the hopper over at the state capitol. Uh, what can it be? It's the state I, level can do all they want. I mean, I don't know if you're Mike Norvell. Like, do you want anything to change? As I was going to say, what 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 are you doing? What any of these schools? Uh, what do you really want? Uh, to be tied to this, or would you rather them be like an independent third party um, than actually you you being able to work with Battles End and Rising Spear? I feel like at least the last three months, it's worked out pretty well for Florida State. So I don't know that they want to change anything right now. They kind of you kind of want to just have your hands up, like I don't I don't know what's going on there. You know, I, it would be nice if they could legally uh, talk to the people making offers for them. See, I don't know if they want that because I'm, there's plausible deniability. Is that the is that the legal jargon sure. on yeah, it? Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Like Mike Norvell, football coaches cannot speak directly to a right. collective and say, hey, go after this guy. Same thing. Just for- like in 1989, uh, a, a five-star running back couldn't get uh, a bag of cash on his front doorstep. Exactly, everybody. So, you know, why why change it? You know, why make it that, you know. Why make it above board? Why make it on the table? You know what I mean? I got you. Ultimately, uh, it's going to at some point maybe arrive at the desk or the footstep of the, of the nation's capital because I think that's the only way it can move forward because at that point it needs to be it needs to be a federally regulated sort of industry. I mean, because if you're just going to let all these states figure out their rules, I mean, nothing's going to be consistent unless there's some sort of, I don't know, collusion almost where like the Texas legislature is working hand-in-hand with Florida to try to become some sort of industry leader on how we're going to move forward with this whole thing. But uh, it's part of my job. I need to pay more attention to it, but it is the most god-awful subject in college sports, and it brings me down. So I try not to... Uh, troubleshoot and and postulate what's going to happen that much but all i know is apparently right now your favorite team everybody seems to be in pretty good hands when it comes to this stuff so yeah and your rivals are not right mm. you know cormani mcclain dipped on miami dipped on florida dipped on miami ends up in colorado and then the quarterback same thing right rashada was committed to to miami then he was committed to florida and now he's going to neither of those schools so meanwhile you've got a heisman contending quarterback and you've brought in you know what Three out of the top 15 guys out of the portal. Four. Four. So I'm just going to not say anything, guys. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, MyBookie.ag gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Use the promo code WARCHANT on a deposit of $50 or more and receive a cash bonus instantly to your MyBookie account. All right, let's go with some of these alternate lines, everybody. There's over 270 props on the KC Cincinnati game as well as the Niners and Eagles. Let's go with the let's go with the shootout in the Midwest. Let's do the first quarter point total. We'll go over 10 points. It's plus 138. And then just so we get a dub under ourselves for the weekend, let's just go ahead and pick Novak Djokovic to win the Australian Open. He's minus 500. But man, he's on a mission. He's angry and he's wired differently. I can't see him other than like an injury retirement losing so those are your two picks mybookie.ag again use the promo code warchant 
get a cash bonus instantly to your MyBookie account. MyBookie, bet anything, anytime, anywhere over at MyBookie.ag. Let's go to our guy Mark Naples, M. Adams, CZ. Wake up. Well, we're in the dreaded lull of the offseason. When's the last time you felt the offseason was going to last forever? I feel that way only because I'm so dang excited to watch this team play again. And they should be that much better. Feels like when you go to bed as a kid on Christmas Eve, you can't sleep. It seems like an eternity before you're allowed to get out of bed and see those gifts. I guess it would be the offseason after the 13 national championship. But this feels different because of how far the team has come in two years and what they could accomplish in 2023. Do you agree? How's this offseason feel for you, Corey? Is it, is it yeah, I mean, we're this or? month. This month feels like it's lasted forever. Uh, this feels like it's been, I, I feel like we should be in March right now and we're not even out of January. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a long off season. We're going to do our best to get through it together, gang. Um, we're going to try. And it does help that spring is coming up. And then there will probably be another little portal window there. So there'll be some excitement there. So, you know, I, I'm really kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the April to July that's the lull to me like this is still you got well i mean not that we not that it's been great but you got college basketball baseball see the spring training starting in a, a few weeks it, there's still excitement around uh, and you know that spring football is around the corner and there'll be real position battles there'll be real people to watch newcomers that you want to see how good they are uh the the younger guys how much better they've gotten all that stuff so i do look forward to that and that's you know i really that's what a month away six weeks away so that's exciting it's after spring after that garnet and gold game that that three months is a that's a doozy that's a tough one i'm not looking forward to that Aslan, you mentioned josh sweat it's always awesome to see a player figured out the pro level it reminds me of zach johnson who did not see the starting lineup on the iowa golf team and well ended up winning a green jacket and a british open weird comparison but you get it on the flip side what former fsu player do you think had the most accomplished college career and the most disappointing pro career, or pro mm. career, uh, he goes with Peter Warwick, which is probably the right answer, but maybe not fair because he got hurt. That's, Mark says that himself. Agreed. Go Knowles. Appreciate all the shows and coming up with whatever content that you can. It's either him or Jameis. It just is. I've never been so, I mean, you know, we, you, you mentioned on headlines back in the day about Rashad Green was going to play in the league for 10 yeah, years. I thought man. so, too. Uh, but I just like there's no way you're going to tell me that Jameis Winston is going to be on, you know, maybe on to, on to team number three here and hasn't made it to a playoff. I, yeah. I, I, I just did not see any way he was not going to win a whole bunch of games, a whole bunch. Yeah, that's probably honestly, that's probably number one. I, I, I Peter Warwick, uh, he actually had a nice start to his career and then he got, you know, he, he got kind of banged up and then, you know, what well, he didn't get opportunities after that. Um, Jameis, you thought, you thought he was going to be what Josh Allen is yeah, or what, you know, name a guy, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, like any of these guys. That's what I, I would have been, I would have been stunned if you told me in 2015, this guy in 2022 not only is not getting his team to a playoff, he doesn't start. Um, and Andy it's not Dalton. Say, Andy Dalton starts yeah. ahead of him, man. Well, he did. I think he does have a broken bone in his neck or something. I, I do did. think that a, he did. But then he's like, I'm good. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Come on. But I, I do think that um, I don't think he's a bust like a Ryan Leaf or a Rick Meyer 
one of these guys because he did play and he did. I mean, he threw for five thousand yards. He made a Pro Bowl. Like he he did accomplish something with the with, with the Bucks. Yeah. Um, but he just you know he didn't. He never took a step to greatness. He was always just kind of average. And I I never thought that would be him. I just thought he was built different, and that wouldn't happen to him. I thought he was a mutt, and it, I guess I turned out to be right this in this. But I remember going into that draft thinking. I know they're saying all the things about him off the field. And Mariota apparently is the best person on earth. But I always thought that Mariota was a much greater risk than Winston. I thought oh, Winston yeah. Yeah. was much more dependable as a NFL, NFL prospect than Marcus Mariota. And I thought it would be crazy if, some, if the Bucks drafted Mariota instead of Winston. Uh, it turned out Mariota wasn't any good at all. I, trust me, I saw that firsthand this year. Uh, Jameis is better than him, but you know that's a, that's a small bar to clear. So maybe it's different if he goes to a different franchise. Um, but, you know, as soon yeah. as he left, the other guy comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, and he yeah. had weapons, man. And, yes, I, again, I know did. he put up a lot of yards. And, you know, he had Lovey Smith to start off with, and they liked the way he played. They got rid of Lovey Smith. They went all in on Dirk Cutter. Uh, they got rid of Dirk Cutter. Yeah. They brought in Bruce Arians. Like, he's, he's had some pretty good offensive-minded coaches to work with, too. In that last year, both Evans and Godwin at the end of the year got hurt. And so did somebody, whoever his third guy was. So he was throwing the dudes off the street. Um, and that, you know, I think he threw like probably eight picks in the last three weeks or nine in the last three weeks. A lot of that did have to do with, it's Jameis still believing in his dudes because he always will, but he's not. he didn't realize, oh, I'm not throwing to Mike Evans and Godwin. I'm throwing to these guys that can't play. I should just check down. I should be Kirk Cousins here and go 21 of 25 for 155 yards and no turnovers. If he'd have done that, he might have started the next year, at least somewhere. But he's still Jameis, so he's going to wing it and fling it, um, even when he doesn't have anybody out there to throw it to, and he kept throwing it to the other team because they couldn't win one-on-ones. And I just think if he'd have had the mentality just that one last month that his career completely turns out differently. But he played the same way he did, like he was throwing to Kelvin and Rashad or Mike Evans and Curtis Godwin or the other guy, Vincent Jackson. John it, Godwin. Not and, John uh, that's a guy I knew. Chris Godwin, it, sorry. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so yeah, and then that's that's what ended up happening is he 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 kind of intercepted himself almost out of the league, and uh, who it's gonna be really interesting to see what he where he lands if he lands in uh in twenty twenty three because the the amount of service time he has in this league, you can't just pay him a minimum like the minimum for somebody that's been in the league for eight years is a pretty pretty good penny. But that said. He's better than Huntley in, in for the Scholar, Ravens, right? What about Skylar Thompson? Yeah, he's he's certainly better than that dude. He's better than Bridgewater, I think. Um, he he should be a he's certainly good enough, I think, to be a, a second. He's better than Ritter. He would have given he's certainly he would have given the Falcons a better chance to win this year, and he would have really helped the development of Drake London and Kyle Pitts until he got hurt. Uh, than Mariota did, who wouldn't throw it, would just would never throw it down the field. So, eh, whatever. That's my Jameis rant for the well, day. And, and Sean Payton kind of, you know, deciding to step away also was a bummer because I like yeah, that. Yeah, man, he's that got bad luck. Well. That was lined up well yeah. with him kind of being understudy under Drew Brees. I thought Arians was lined up well. And then, like I said, he was throwing for all those yards and having some incredible games. And then all his receivers got hurt, and he just kept playing the same way. And they're like, yeah, we need to go get Tom Brady. And that was kind of, it could have been, it might have been a wrap on Jameis's uh, chances to ever be a starter in this league. Yeah, the, the things, you know, Ryan Rossillo talks about this a lot on his podcast. There's, there's just, there's overwhelming evidence, or rather like a dearth of evidence that these first round picks, like these top half quarterbacks, 
Like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like they, Whether it's Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or, you know, the list goes on. These guys, the, the whole new scenery sort of thing, they'll always get a chance because they think, you know, maybe there's something left in there, but it never – it never works out. Like when they when these guys get missed on, you know, Josh Rosen, all those guys, like they just never it never seems to come together. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you know. Prove me wrong. I don't know. Sean Payne, go get a good job somewhere. Bring in James and maybe the backup. Let the guy get hurt. And then James will take over and then we're Amen. We're Amen. Good it'd be a great uh comeback story. It maybe would be our, our favorite football movie of all time. Would it move ahead of any given Sunday for you? The the Jameis Redemption story, the I fictitious don't, I don't. I don't think Hollywood's going to make a movie about Jameis Winston's redemption. Samari Knoll. Not sure if it's Samari Roll or not, but it's Samari Knoll. It will be interesting to see Coach Norvell's attitude and demeanor during tour of duty. Do you think you will be able to get a sense for what his expectations for the season are based on how he approaches things this spring? No, because it does ne it never changes. Ever. Uh, I, his demeanor didn't change when they were 0-4. It didn't change when they were 4-0. He is the same guy every day at practice. And I can guarantee you, we haven't been to tour of duty, but I can guarantee you he's the same way in there. Right, Aslan? I, I, yes. That guy, he's got one speed. It does not. And that's what great, good leaders do, man. You don't, you don't let um, the surroundings or the circumstances change your message and change who you are. And it would look bad if he got all mopey or if he seemed more amped up than normal. He's always amped up, and I just think that's that's the, his dial is always set at about a nine and a half, um, and that's just who he is as a person. So I I don't think we'll be able to know anything about his expectations from how he handles himself in practice because he's always the same guy. I wonder if there will be like some kind of nuance though. I wonder if there'll be something that we can tell, like a a body language or just something. I, I get and I totally agree with what you're saying. Corey is right, everybody. Like we. We've been out there, whether it's, you know, before COVID wiped out the entire 2020 spring and seeing a couple of those practices and an 0-4 start, a three-game losing streak this year, a four-game winning streak to start off before that. It's You don't know what this team is walking into. You don't know if they're walking into play Louisiana or LSU. You know, you don't know if they're on a four-game win streak or a three-game losing streak. They are pretty darn consistent in their approach all the time. Uh, but I certainly, and Corey will too, and so will Tom Lang and Ira and all of us that are at practice, Jeff and Gene, man, we will certainly will be looking, and I'm sure any kind of tell, any kind of wrinkle that we see, we will, we definitely will be talking about. But I think it's like two different questions. Like Tour of Duty in spring, we're only going to get one shot of him at Tour of Duty, so it's going to be tough to tell. And I, I don't recall anything about Tour of Duty last year because it was at 5 in the morning and my brain wasn't functioning. But mm. I'm sure we'll maybe, maybe be able to kind of see uh, – how spring works out and maybe juxtapose it somehow. We'll find, I'm sure, that we'll talk about it in a show or two. Either way, we get to watch and we get to report back. Isn't that awesome, everyone? Yeah. We get to actually watch practice. All right, so that is a wrap for us. We'll be heading to campus here shortly. Again, check us out probably around like 11 a.m. on the YouTube page, but even before then, 10.35, let's say, Corey will start his live transcription. We'll get these Newcomers back at it. We'll get Braden Fisk, Keandre Jones, Quindarius Jones, and Jaden Jones, the brothers Jones, not related Jones, though. That'll be over on wordchant.com as well as our YouTube page. Second part of the Randy Express coming up for you folks on Friday. So look at that. Four shows in a week. What off season? For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.